I was able to get my friend to help me move even though they didn't want to help me. I roped my friend into helping me move. A funny story about how I thought about this phrase, to get roped into something, is the other day I was texting my friend and I said, I'm so happy they did not have TikTok when I was younger or I would have gotten roped into doing these dances. Now, I am not a dancer. I'm definitely not a good dancer. And I do not want to be filmed and put on the internet while I'm dancing. So the reason why I use this phrase to be roped in or to get roped into something is because when you rope someone into something, it means you convince them to help you or you convince them to do something even though they don't want to. So you can be very convincing or maybe you make them feel guilty for not helping. This phrase to get roped in is very useful. My teacher was trying to confuse me on that test. My teacher was trying to trip me up. The most common way that I would say I was confused by something, in a casual conversation of course, is I say I was tripped up. So to be tripped up means the exact same thing as to be confused. Now, if you want to say that you are trying to confuse someone, maybe you're a teacher, or maybe you're just trying to play a joke on your friend, you could say, I was trying to trip them up. It means I was trying to confuse them intentionally. Can you call your grandma? Can you give your grandma a call? An interesting thing about American English speakers is we don't always say call someone on the telephone. A more common way in spoken American English to say you are going to call someone is you are going to give them a call. We can also use this as a command, like in the example, you can say, hey, can you give them a call? That just means, can you call them on the telephone? So be aware that Americans will always say, call them, they'll say, give them a call. Turn off the TV. Switch off the TV. Now, I read on the internet that this is actually more common in the UK, but I actually hear this all the time in American English. Instead of saying to turn something off or to turn the power off of an electrical device, we say, hey, switch it off. This is way more casual and like I'll often say, I'm going to just switch it off now. That means I'm going to turn off the power. Ugh, I'm just so tired. I don't think I can work anymore. I'm burned out. We talk about burnout as a very common feeling when you just feel like you've done too much work, you've worked too hard, and you don't feel like doing anything anymore. It means your mental and emotional state is very bad if you're burned out. But sometimes in conversation as well, we'll use burned out just to mean we're worn out or we're tired. We can't work anymore. So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily in a bad mental state. It can just mean that you need to go to bed to get some rest and then you can work again. So instead of just saying I'm tired out, you can say I'm burned out. That means you don't want to work anymore or you don't want to do anything until you rest again. Are you worried about things? Are you stressing? One thing that can be really confusing to non-native English speakers is how Americans use the word stress as a verb. And I actually hear people use this in a really interesting way. Instead of saying, you know, I'm worrying, you can say I'm stressing. Now, this is just spoken English. I would never use this in written language. But to stress means, you know, you're worrying, you feel, you feel stressed, you feel like there are a lot of things that you need to get done. So if you just say, I'm stressing, it just means that you have stressed 
Or you can use the phrasal verb, I'm stressed out. But stressing is very common and it's definitely not taught to you in a textbook. So just be aware of this use of the word stress. I worked very hard. I tried my best. I gave it my all. So there are actually two phrases that I want to teach to you in this part of the lesson. Instead of saying working very hard or working your hardest, people will say I tried my best or I tried my very best. Or another common phrase is to give it your all. So I just want you to be aware of when people are working really hard and they think they're doing a good job, they'll say, I gave it my all. And commonly people will say, I didn't succeed, but I gave it my all. This means I tried the best that I could or I tried very hard, even though I didn't succeed. So this is used as a positive phrase. I don't like pickles. I don't care for pickles. Usually in the English language, when we say we don't care about something, it means that we don't have interest in it. But if we say we don't care for something, it means that we don't like it. And this is actually really important to know if you're trying to be polite and you're trying to soften your speech, which means you're not trying to sound so harsh or rude, like I don't like it. You're saying, I don't care for it. It's exactly like saying, no, thank you. I don't like that. But it's just really, it's actually more formal to use this phrase, but it's very polite if you want to say, I don't like something, especially if it comes to a food that someone offers you, you could say, no, I actually don't care for that, sorry. I need to think about how I feel. I need to process this. One thing that I hear really commonly in English movies and television shows, instead of just saying like, I have a lot of emotions and feelings right now, is I need to process my emotions or I need to process what just happened. This means that something very dramatic just happened. Maybe something very sad. Maybe someone broke up with their girlfriend or their boyfriend and they just need to have some feelings. They need to have some time to be sad. We use this phrase, we need to process our emotions. And I think of this like a computer. When you give a computer information, it might take a second to process it. So we talk about computers processing information and we talk about humans processing emotions. Be aware of this phrase. I can't work fast enough. I can't keep up. Instead of saying that someone needs to work fast or you know, work as fast as you, you can say they need to keep up with you. This phrasal verb to keep up means that someone needs to keep the pace or maintain the pace that is expected or maybe you're saying keep up with me and maybe you can use this phrasal verb in a negative way you can say i just can't keep up this means i can't maintain the pace and sometimes if there are a lot of things happening in a story or in a book or in a television show and we don't understand what's going on you could say i just can't keep up with what's going on right now and then this could be an opportunity to say can you explain it to me so it just means you don't understand because things are going too fast or you're not working fast enough. My friend disappointed me when she lied. My friend let me down when she lied. Instead of say disappointed, we often say in American English, let down. If you let someone down, it means the exact same as disappointing them. And maybe if you disappoint your parents, you know, you get into trouble, They'll say, you really let us down. Things have been damaged. 
things have fallen apart. When things are going well and then they start to go poorly, you can say they've fallen apart. This is a phrase that can be used in this way, or you can also use the phrase to fall apart to mean to damage. So if you have a very old pair of shoes, you could say my shoes have fallen apart or my shoes fell apart. Either way is acceptable to say in English. But if you want to say that your relationship with someone has become very bad, maybe you've gotten into fights and you just don't like each other anymore, you could say our relationship fell apart. Thank you guys for learning all of these English phrases with me. Make sure to visit my website, englishwithkayla.com to check out my English course if you want to learn more natural phrases like the ones that I taught you in this lesson. And make sure that you use the link below to download the free PDF guide. It will be emailed right to your inbox so that you can keep studying these phrases in your English studies. Thanks again for watching. I'll see you guys in the next lesson. Goodbye.